Jesus House in Pursuit of God Discovering Purpose Maximizing Potential Impacting Lives This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London God bless you church what a mighty God we serve this morning my heart is bubbling over with thanksgiving to know that you and I are called by God to know that we have a God who never fails the Bible says that the promises of God are yes and amen God is a covenant keeping God and as I come this morning, I have a sure word for you from the Lord. You know, it's one thing to say that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We say that scriptures a lot, but sometimes it's good to think about it and say, God so loved Kemi. God so loved you to put your name in it. And miracles like this are what shows us just how much God loves us. So this morning, just as I go into the word, I want us to sing this song. As you sing it, I want you to think about this scripture in Ephesians 3, and it's from verse 17. It says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth? And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. It takes a revelation of God's love to be able to fulfill God's plans and purposes in our generation and in our lives. And this morning, when Pastor Fumi was speaking, she spoke about us moving into that place. This is me paraphrasing. Where we're living lives that are fearless. It takes an understanding of what it means to be loved by God. Not just to have it in our head, but for that truth to move into our hearts. When the truth moves into our hearts, we become like those children. You know those children that ask their dad or mom, can you please throw me up? That child knows that when their father throws them up or their mother, they're going to be caught. It gives them a foundation to be able to go out into the world and be all that God has called them to be. This morning, as we sing that song, I want you to receive the love of God afresh. We can never outgrow hearing and knowing just how much we're loved by God. Everything starts and stops with the love of God. We're redeemed because of his love. When Jesus comes back, as he will, it will be his love that pulls us in to what he has prepared for us. So this morning, let us be like the children who sing, Jesus loves me.
Jesus loves you and Jesus loves me, what will you do? What will your life be like if you really knew that Jesus loved you? What limitations would be removed? We have a God who is a God of limited, limited, unlimited possibilities. What fear? What would you do? What dreams would you have if only you believed that Jesus loves you? How would your life be different if you really, really believed in your heart? When you're sitting at home, when there's nobody there, when those challenges come, when the Lord speaks a little word to you and asks you to step out, to launch out, what will your life be like if you really believed that our Father was waiting to catch you with everything that he wants for you? So this morning, as I go into the word, I pray that as we hear the word of God, it will change us. Every encounter with the word of God is meant to do something on the inside of us. I'm praying that it will transform us. I'm praying that it will inspire us to fulfill God's plans and purposes for our lives. You and I are created for God's glory and we have an inheritance in him. And God is making a demand on his investment in our lives at this time. There's a sound that you and I carry, each one of us, just like we heard. It was important for God to send Samatha into our generation at this time. God is never, ever, you know, it's not a purposeless God. You and I have a purpose in God. We are called to be carriers of God's glory. I think it's 2 Corinthians 4, 7 that says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We're not here for ourselves. In fact, the story begins in Genesis 2. Actually, before Genesis 2. Genesis 1. The Bible says in verse 22, this is me paraphrasing, Father God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, they were having such a wonderful time, the Trinity, and they thought this love, this purpose, this thing that we're experiencing, we cannot keep it to ourselves. We need others to be participants, to be a part of this love. And then Father God went on and said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. And so when God sends us into this world, there is a purpose that you and I are carrying. It's also helpful to remember that it takes the love of God to, to fulfill our purposes here on earth. You know, I want to start or continue with a scripture in Acts 13, 36. And I think this scripture is the hint scripture that I'm going to um, talk about um, today. And it says, now when David had served God's purpose in his generation, he fell asleep. Every time I read that scripture, I pray and I say, Lord, let me, let us serve your plans and purposes in our generation. And this morning or this afternoon, my prayer for everyone listening is that your nest will be stirred, that you begin to see yourself in a new way, that I as well will begin to see myself in a new way, that I will know that he who is with me is greater than he that is in the world, that I will know that I have a voice, that I have a sound that my generation must hear. God has not called me here just to live a life that has no eternal value, 
Colossians 1 tells us to set our heart on things above. Matthew 6 tells us about building for eternity. What does it mean to build for eternity? Acts 17.26 tells us that when God was carving out the generations, the seasons, the times, the Lord looked and said, who do I need in this generation? And he brought you and I into this season, this time. We're not here by accident. There is a purpose and plan of God for our lives, whether you're young, whether you're old. And sometimes life has a way of making us think, well, what does it matter? I'm too old. I'm too young. Well, I don't really know much about that thing. And today, I'm asking that the Lord would do a new thing in our hearts. That as the fresh fire of his love is poured upon our hearts, that we would return to him the investment that he has put in us. You know, I think it's Psalms 1 to 7 that says like, like arrows in the hands of a warrior. This morning, the Lord is saying that you and I are that arrows the world needs. When we look at the backdrop of things at the moment, it is easy to feel hopeless. It is easy to think, God, where do we start? that. You look at different nations, their challenges. You look at our nations, their challenges. But this is the exact time that God knew that he would be counting on you and I in our generation to be that light. I want to read a story to you. It's not from the Bible, but the story really, really had an impact on me when I read it. And it's called The Song of the Bird, and it's by a gentleman called Anthony de, de Mello. So it starts with, a man, a man found an eagle's egg and put it in a nest of a barnyard hen. The eaglet hatched with a brood of chicks and grew up with them. All his life, the eagle did what the barnyard chicks did, thinking he was a barnyard chicken. It scratched the earth for worms and insects. It clucked and cackled, and it would thrash his wings and fly a feet into the air. Years passed. And the eagle grew very old. One day, he saw a magnificent bird above him in the cloudless sky. It glided in graceful majesty among the powerful wind currents with scarcely a bit of its strong golden wings. The old eagle looked up in awe. Who's that? He asked. That's the eagle, the king of the birds, said his neighbor. He belongs to the sky. We belong to the earth were chickens. So the eagle lived and died a chicken, for that's what he thought he was. How tragic is that story? But then the beauty of that story as well is that it gives us an opportunity to really think about ourselves, our lives and situations. What lie has the enemy sold you? Obviously, the eagle grew up with chicks, and he thought he was a chicken. He saw an eagle flying and he thought, wow, wouldn't it be lovely to live this life? What life is God calling you to? Hebrews 11 talks about how, I think it was Abraham, he saw a city, I think it's 1127, that was without foundations, 1110, sorry, I'm not sure. And he talked about how he forsook that city to go into what was built by God. The scripture says that the builder of that city was God. What is the vision that God has shown you about your life? Where God has shown you, but you've kind of just set it aside. Or you look at the circumstances around you and you think, well, 
How is this going to work? The testimony today is reminding us that God is a God who never fails. And more importantly, God requires a return on investment in our lives. The Bible says that God so loved the world, it cost him everything to send his most precious son. And so we're not called to a life that has no purpose, a life that is meaningless. In a dark time that we live in, there's so many needs that the Lord is looking for friends. I think I was reading in the book of, um, I'll check it, I think it's Mark 3. And he talks about when Jesus got the disciples. The first thing he said was that he wanted them to be his friends. And then he went on to say that they might preach. God is looking for friends this morning. People who are looking and longing to do his will here on earth. People who are looking to surrender their hearts to him. People who are saying, Lord, whatever you want is what I want. Whatever you desire, I give you my life, Lord. I surrender it to you. If you could send your son the most precious gift you have, Lord, then I give you myself. No conditions. After all, the Bible tells us in Isaiah that a, a, a clay cannot say to the potter, this is what I am. And the honest truth is in Ephesians 2.10, we're reminded that even before God sent any of us, there was already a script. There's a script in heaven. In heaven. Psalms 139, 16 to 17 also reminds us there's a script in heaven. And today I'm believing God for a realignment where, there might need, where there's a need for a realignment, where we would begin to take up the cross. We'll begin to look out at that city that had no foundations, that what Abraham saw concerning his life, we would also begin to see it rather than be held back by the circumstances around us. Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as he thinks within himself, so is he. Part of why the children of Israel could not enter the promised land was because of how they saw themselves. Roman, in Numbers 13, that's what it tells us. So this morning, I'm believing God that even as, you know, the word is going on, there'll be a staring on the inside of you. Pastor Shola mentioned earlier that God works in partnership with us. There's a vacancy in heaven for people who really, 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 really love God. The Bible says in Romans 12, 1, it talks about offering our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to him. We're meant to be the acts of covenant because we are. Then God is. This morning, God is calling you and I. It's not about a big position. It's about where you are bringing in the light of God from being a mom, from being at school, from being at work, from being in the pulpit. Wherever God calls you, God is looking for people who would say, no, this cannot happen on our turf. I'm seeing this thing happening in my workplace. Lord, because I'm here, I'm taking responsibility for it. After all, we're called to be kings. This morning, Morning, the Lord is saying that he wants us to step up and take our place. Creation awaits the manifestations of the sons and daughters of God. Romans 8, 19 tells us this is that perfect season. It's been brewing. The Lord has been building it up until now. And God is now looking for people who would say, yes, Lord, send me, Lord. I'm not after what I want. I want what you want. That is what God is saying this morning to us. And it all starts with the fire of God 
being poured out upon us. You know, I love to read the story of Gideon because his story could be your story and certainly has been my story. Where the Israelites were being attacked by the Midianites. It's in Judges 6, 11 to 18. And, you know, one day an angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon. And an angel called him a mighty man of valor. I like another version that talks about how, you know, he said, (laughs) the angel came and said that Gideon, the Lord is with you, oh brave man. This morning, the Lord is saying to you, oh brave one, I am with you. The Lord wants to do things through you, but he first starts with intimacy with him. It is difficult to try things in your strength. Are there things you're trying to make happen and they haven't succeeded? Perhaps it's not what God wants for your life. I never thought I'd be here sharing a sermon. I never ever asked the Lord to be a a, a pastor. But the Lord knew that in my book in heaven, it was already ordained that I, Oluwakemi, would be on the 14th of August sharing this sermon with you. God is calling all of us to take our places. Some of us are never going to preach in church. In fact, the church is a small place and we're also a church. Wherever we go, if we look at the original word for the church, it was actually ecclesia and it's like the legislative arm of God. Where because you and I are here, God, things happen because you and I have taken a place for God. You know, Ecclesiastes 10.7 says, I have seen slaves on horseback while princes go on foot like slaves. I am believing this morning that will be awakened, each one of us, even if you're doing well. Ephesians 3 tells us that, you know, God does exceedingly, abundantly, far above all we could imagine or think. It is not just asking God for things. Jesus is the highest pursuit, is the greatest pursuit. There is nothing, there is no higher calling than to know Jesus. This morning, the Lord is calling us into a relationship of intimacy with him. The Lord is releasing the fire of his love this morning to say, who wants to go? Who wants to go after what I desire? The Lord is looking for friends, not people who want him, for what he gives. He's looking for people who want him for what he wants. After all, we're here to do his bidding. The world is in trouble if we don't take our places. It really is. If you look at everything, I work as well outside of church in the marketplace. I get into meetings and people are confused. They're asking about how do we resolve these things? The things we have known have not worked. Yet God's children are sitting. They are carrying what God is asking to be released into our generation. Second Corinthians tells us, I think it's nine, pardon me, sorry, in nine. And he talks about how you and I have the mind of Christ. There's divine intelligence that's sitting on you that the world needs, that the, that your world needs to. This morning, the Lord is calling us back to him. The Lord is saying, I want you to be a part of my love story. There's always a new place in God, no matter how much you love him. Before Jesus did anything, the Lord said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. A lot of us are trying to do things without the foundation of God's love. This morning, I'm believing that the Lord will give you a fresh revelation of his love. The times that we live in require people who have the wisdom of God. 
First Chronicles 12, 32. When um, David was in Hebron, he looked for men and women who understood the times and the seasons. Why do we need people who understand the times and seasons? It's so that we will know what to do. And you and I are sitting in church. You and I are church as well. We're carrying the answers, but we're keeping our light under. The world is going to get darker if we don't step out with the light of God we're carrying. Souls are dying every day because you and I are not seeing God. We're seeing ourselves. Less of us and more of Jesus in the name of Jesus. My prayer for us this morning is that we'll understand the seasons and the times that we're living in. Ephesians 15 tells us, Ephesians 5, 15 to 16, that we need to be careful how we live. This is not a time to be fearless. This is a time to grow closer to our Father. Our Father's heart is love. And this morning, the Lord is calling you to himself. Understanding the times and seasons is to see things from the viewpoint of God. We're in a season where Jesus is looking for friends that he can trust with his plans and purposes on earth. He's looking for people that are saying, Lord, because I'm here, it's okay. He's looking for people that he can count on. And as I come to a closing bit, I just want to remind us of what the word, what the word of God says about you and I. 1 Peter 2.10 says, But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation, set apart as, God devo- as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you will broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. This is a time to broadcast the wonders of God. There's so much turmoil and tumult. By embracing his will for our lives, God is looking for people that will be the answer to the darkness that's in our world. I already quoted Ephesians 2.10. It says, we have become his poetry, a recreated people that we fulfill his destiny. He has, the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Christ. You and I are joined to Christ. We're not doing it alone. Jesus is the commander of the heavenly battalions. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we will do to fulfill it. The world is in need of you and I. The world needs what we carry. God is saying it is time to let your light shine. There's that song that we used to sing when I was little and it said, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. The Lord is asking this morning, I don't know where he's placed you, but God is asking you to be that light. You and I are part of God's love story. God cannot do what he wants to do here on earth without a partnership with us. God has always worked with men and God will continue to work with men. Genesis 1.28 tells us that God blessed man after he created him and he said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. I love that word, govern it. We're meant to take our positions as sons and daughters. Isaiah 9.6 says that the government shall be on his shoulders. When we're son, we have responsibility. It is not just about me, myself, and I what I want the blessings are short but the most important treasure is Jesus
The scripture I was quoting earlier is Mark 3.14. He said, he appointed the 12 whom he named apostles. He wanted them to be continually at his side as his friends so that he could send them out to preach. So our first calling is to Jesus. And this morning, the cry of God's heart really is that I want you. I want you. And you might be thinking, but I've given my life to Christ already. There's a place of surrender that the Lord is calling us to this morning. The Lord is asking you and I to come and surrender all to him. To say that, Lord, I am the clay, you are the potter. Let your will be done, O God. Not what I want, but what you want, O God. Ephesians 1, 11 to 12 in the message version says, It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us and had designs on us for glorious living. You and I are called for glorious living. It's not about us. It's about fitting into God's plans. So as I end my message this morning, I think what I want to leave you with, and we're going to go into a time of prayer, is that the Lord has need of you in this time. And I'm calling you the brave one, just like the Lord called Gideon, the brave one this morning. And there might be somebody listening online. Actually, I know that there's someone listening online who has thought, what is the purpose of my life? I actually feel suicidal. This morning, the Lord is saying to you, he has need of you. I want to pray for anyone who might be saying, this Lord that you've spoken about this lord having need of me i really want to know him i want jesus to come into my life or you might be someone that's saying actually i've been a christian for a long time it's the same old same old there's no passion in my life there is no you know i'm not excited about the things of god this morning the lord wants to pour out his fire fresh upon our hearts i'm going to take the altar call first and then we would pray just a few words of prayer. So I'm going to ask that if there's anyone online or even here that hasn't given their life to Christ, because it always starts with becoming a part of that love story. Until we give our lives to Christ, we cannot be a part of that love story. So if you're that person this morning saying, Lord, I want to give you my life, I want you to just put your hand up. Or if you're online in the chat box, there will be um, something that will pop up. I want you to give your, you know, just say to the Lord this morning, if you have not given your life to Jesus. If you're yet to encounter the person of Jesus, Jesus is real. Jesus is not an idea. Jesus is here right now, even in the room, because when we glorify him, he comes in. Lord Jesus, we're asking you to be enthroned. I invite you this morning to give your heart to Jesus. It's a sign of submission when you raise up your hands. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just raise up your hands and you're saying, Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and I ask for your forgiveness. Please Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. To learn more about that journey, to learn more about that commitment, there'll be, uh, we'll ask for your details so that we can share some information with you if you're online. Now, for those of us that have given our lives to Christ, I want us to please stand up. You know, there's a scripture in Matthew 6, 9 to 10. We're going to just go into a time of prayer. And the scripture in Matthew 6, 9 to 10 says, Our beloved Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, May the glory of your name 
be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause every, cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth through me just as it is in heaven. This morning, I want us to ask that, Lord, I ask for a fresh revelation of your love. Lord, this morning, I want you to let my heart burn with love for you. Lord Jesus, we behold you. You are the beautiful one. You are so beautiful. Lord, we desire you this morning. Lord, I set my affections on you. Beautiful one, I love you. I want you to ask the Lord this morning that, Lord, I release myself to you. I have this tension of inside of me. I feel some people are holding back and the Lord is saying to just open up to him. It doesn't matter how long you've given your, your, your life to Christ. There's a fresh fire of the love of God that is burning that the Lord is re releasing this morning. Lord, this morning we ask for a fresh outpouring of your love. Oh Lord, that I may be like Mary who said one thing, that one thing that I may desire, that I may dwell in your house, that I may set my face upon you, oh God. Lord Jesus, you are the treasure. Nothing else matters. You are real. You are more than enough. Lord, I love you. I love you, Lord, with everything in me. Better is one day in your court than a thousand elsewhere. I have known your love, Lord. I have seen your beauty. You are real, oh God. Father, this morning, let your love be poured out, oh God, to the one who is saying, I'm trying, but I'm tired. Lord, you are love, and we cry out to you this morning. Your anointing breaks every yoke every yoke of prayerlessness Lord every hole that anybody is in I call them out this morning in the mighty name of Jesus Lord teach us to love you teach us teach us teach us Lord we ask this morning for the Holy Spirit to teach us teach us to love you not the ideas we have of love Lord this morning we ask for an outpouring of your spirit spirit break out break out Holy Spirit have your way in this place now everyone who's participating as well Lord this morning we thank you I want you to say a prayer point for yourself you know I have a picture of a puzzle you know those jigsaw puzzles and their pieces in it when we don't take our place God's puzzle God's script cannot be full you know people say oh God can go on he doesn't need you it's a lie from the pits of hell I had an encounter with God where God showed me that is so much of him that is love that he cannot do things without us that's just how loving this God is and my prayer is that we will not be missing so I want you to pray for yourself this morning that Lord I ask you for grace to fulfill your plans and purposes for my generation I'm asking you this morning Lord Oh, Father, the grace, the grace, the grace, the grace. Let it be released now, oh God, to every sleeping giant. Awake, awake, awake in the name of Jesus. Awake, awake, come alive, come alive, come alive, come alive. Take your place, take your place, take your place in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Nothing compares to the inheritance that we have in him. The highest place to be is to be where God wants you to be. It is to be sitting at the seat. There are thrones that are vacant. And this morning, the Lord is looking for godly people to take that throne. And Lord, this morning, we agree with heaven. We agree with heaven. We agree with heaven, oh God. We speak over the thrones in the nations, oh God. In all the spheres of influence, all the thrones that you have made vacant. 
Lord, this morning, we call your children into them. We call your children into them. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Final prayer point. Father, take away every distraction from my life. Take every form of distraction from my life. Everything that is good, but is not you. Lord, increase my discernment. Not everything that is good is God. Good is the enemy of greatness. There are things that are good. But like Paul, we say this morning, as he said in Philippians 3, I forget what is behind. Pressing on to the goal of the higher calling. You and I have a higher calling. Lord, I ask that you take everyone out, oh God, that is in the wrong place, oh God. Take away distractions. Lord, I unseat them from every role that you didn't put them in. Lord, I unseat them today in the name of Jesus. And Lord, by the fire of the Holy Spirit, every role, every seat that you have for us as your children, that's been occupied by the enemy. Lord, we send a decree out this morning. Let the fire of your Holy Spirit obtain every one of those seats in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord.